Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. All right. <clears throat> hey, good morning. God bless you. Um, as Aaron has already mentioned, obviously, um, times like this is a tragedy. And um, uh, <clears throat> just want to take a moment and, and pray uh, both for the victims and also our city. Actually, this morning, uh, uh, been receiving messages actually from all over the world. Several people from England, uh, the Joneses uh, contacted us just to express uh, their concern. And really, right now, the whole world, it was on the BBC News, uh, is uh, talking about Kalamazoo. And uh, not for a good reason. Um, thankfully, Christians all over the world are praying for our city. And uh, God uses opportunities like this to uh, kind of get people's attention. We live in a dangerous world. Uh, and um, often we can go through our days and weeks and years thinking everything is safe. But suddenly something like this happens and it wakes us up to the reality that evil exists in the world. And who knows the motivation of this man who, who did this tragic thing? Uh, we don't know. We may never know. Uh, uh, but we do know that God is present. He's a very present help in time of need. And uh, he is always there. And he is always uh, looking over us. And so let's just go uh, to the Lord right now and just join with the, the chorus of prayers that is going up from uh, uh, people all over the world as they are concerned for this city and, the, and uh, this community. So Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We do pray for uh, the victims and the families of the victims of this tragedy. Lord, we pray that this community would respond not out of fear, Lord, but out of the reality that... Uh, there is evil, and we need to stand up uh, to evil. And the best way we can do that is to pursue love. Uh, Lord, I pray that the church in Kalamazoo would be able to be, uh, uh, be able to respond to this, uh, where uh, hearts are, 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 are open to hear that we need to hear hope. Father, let us, as your representatives, be the, the, the messengers of hope and love and truth that uh, we do offer something better, uh, Lord, that, the, that there is someone to turn to, even in times when uh, unthinkable things happen. And so, Father, we just um, pray that uh, people would find you, even through this, that all things work together for good. Lord, this was not a good thing, but you want to use it for good, and that is drawing people to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, obviously, this is going to be talked about a lot over the next week or two weeks. Um, and so as Christians, I'm not going to deviate and take the whole sermon and talk about it. I'm going to talk about this pathways. Um, uh, but uh, because this is part of, of responding. But over the next week, <clears throat> you know, be aware that there are going to be opportunities for people that are asking why. How could this happen? You know, uh, how do you respond to something like this? And it's a tremendous opportunity to say, well, we have a God who is present. 
He's very present. And this is how uh, you respond. This is how I respond. It's like in times like this, I realize all the more our utter dependence on the need for a Savior. This shows, you know, in the, in the wealthiest nation on, in the history of mankind, uh, we have episodes like this. Just a few months ago, right? It happened in Charleston where a man stood up in a church and just started shooting people. Uh, and here, random violence. Uh, how do you respond to that? Listen, the Bible says from the very first, right? What was the first crime committed against another human in the Bible? Murder! Adam and Eve sinned, and the consequence was death. This is about the human condition. What is the response to the human condition? The message of Jesus Christ on the cross. That there is hope. That there is transformation. There is power. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, in uh, our series coming up in March uh, concerning the Easter story. The passion of Christ. How his death uh, enabled us to have victory over death. All right? So again, be prepared. This is an opportunity uh, to respond in love, not in accusation, uh, but in love. And, and, and the real message is we need Jesus uh, to respond in times like this. Well, the reason I want to continue talking through the pathways is, is knowing our gifts, knowing the ways that we connect with God is all the more important in times when... Uh, we are, encounter things like this that, that throw us off. And, and so how can we uh, engage <clears throat> in spiritual truths in our relationship with God and how we can help others uh, do so so that we can continue to grow? Uh, spiritual pathways are the ways that we most naturally connect with God and grow spiritually. Because God made us each unique each of us connects with God. Each of us grows spiritually in different ways. And uh, I have this out. You can still download it. There's a test that you can uh, identify your primary pathways. And uh, not only your primary pathways, but understanding your, your least likely pathways. And on, uh, earlier this morning, some person said they were really looking forward to this message because I'm going to be talking about their highest scored pathway and their lowest scored pathway in today's sermon, all right? And the idea is, is that you lean into, everybody say, lean into. Your, okay, so just lean into the person sitting next to you. Lean into your primary pathway. Okay, don't be creepy. All right. Uh, and then you stretch in, everybody stretch. Stretch into new and different pathways, right? Find, find ways to grow. And maturity is competency in all of the pathways. Last week we looked at the intellectual and worship, and today we're going to look at the activist and contemplative pathway. So uh, activist pathway, or you're an activist pathway, if that's your primary pathway, if you feel most spiritually and spiritually engaged when you're starting something new. Right? Doing something new, doing something you've never done, doing something challenging is what uh, generates spiritual growth in you. Uh, um, you're often very zealous, 
often you display a strong sense of vision. You're looking ahead about what's going to happen. You have big plans to do big things, to see huge change in your life, in your family, in your community. Um, it's often paired with the gift of faith. <clears throat> As I've said before, uh, there is a correlation between your personalities and spiritual gifts, but uh, your pathways are not necessarily identical, but there is often a correlation. And the reason um, this pathway, uh, pathway is, is paired with the gift of faith is uh, the gift of faith is, is a gift where people have to believe for things that are extraordinary, okay, that are beyond the norm. You know, we all were saved by faith, but some people you have just enough faith to get saved, right? <laughs> but you have the gift of faith. You, you, want, you want to see the world changed, all right? You know, you, and you just believe it's going to happen. You're gonna, you, you got faith for bigger things. And so there's often a parallel there. Challenges, if this is your pathway, they don't discourage you. They actually energize uh, you. And you love uh, bringing out the best in others. So if you're in an activist pathway, you actually grow spiritually when you present challenging opportunities for other people. You're committed to see other people do extraordinary things. Why? Because that's how you do. That's how you connect with God. You know, that's, that's where you find life, is when you do things that are beyond the norm, that are beyond what you, what you may have thought were your limits. And so creating opportunity and helping other people to, to stretch beyond their uh, expectations of themselves is something you love. It, it, just, it just energizes you. You feel God in high-paced, problem-filled, complex, strenuous challenges, all right? Uh, you actually, that's when you connect, that's when you like, oh, God's on the move, right? Because there's a lot of problems, right? There's a lot of uh, stress. There's a lot of complex, what's going on here? Oh, I think God's, at, I think God's active, you know? Uh, and some people don't connect that way at all, all right? They get stressed out and they, they go hide. <laughs> but you walk into the fray, right? Because you feel God during that. Routine actually bores you. Or other people may love to have a, a regular routine in their day. You just look at them and go, wow, I can't, I can't stand that. You know, you have to do something different. Others want and desire a safe, predictable life. You thrive in doing things new and different, and you're constantly looking. Why? Because that feeds your spirit. You, you feel God, and you grow spiritually in those uh, situations, those settings. A couple of verses that kind of hint toward this idea. Again, this is not a topic that you can point to a particular passage and see it listed out, but it's a, it's a, it is in the Bible. It's truths that we see expressed biblically. <clears throat> And it's very helpful once you understand these pathways. But I see it in Genesis chapter 12, 1. The Lord said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. So here, uh, the call on Abraham was to get up and go. right? And he didn't even know where he was going. But he went. And all through Abraham's life, you see this, uh, that uh, from time to time, there would be, God would say, okay, get up and go, get up and go. Um, Jesus repeats the same 
uh, call, uh, really, when he uh, speaks to his disciples, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. The word go can actually be translated lead. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, hey, take charge. Go lead people. Make disciples. Make a difference. Make a change. And that's, that's at the core of our commission. I think Jesus was definitely an activist in that sense. But this is the one I really like, <clears throat> is Paul expressing who he is when he writes to the Romans. He said, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. And so <clears throat> in Paul's heart, he had this ambition, this driving desire to go somewhere where there were no Christians, where people had never heard about Jesus. That's where he sought out uh, and, and went. <clears throat> That's one reason why I like to go to places like Japan. <laughs> it's one of the least reached nations. I went to, a, a few years ago, I went to Morocco and uh, uh, another pastor friend of mine looked at me like, bless you. <laughs> he said, Morocco, <laughs> why are you there? I said, because there is absolutely no known uh, Christians. You know, there's no church there. The only church I have found out, hence, uh, that there is a church, but it's completely underground uh, and hidden because if, uh, if a Moroccan becomes Christian, they, they'll, at the minimum, be arrested uh, and beat up uh, and can be killed. And so it has to be very hidden. <clears throat> uh, but for all intents and purposes, there's nobody preaching the gospel. I'm like, what a great place to go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, other people just want to go and have a conference and, uh, and gather a bunch of people. The activist seeks out uh, places uh, where it's, there's nothing. No one has ever been there before. So we see this in Paul's life. <clears throat> uh, so if this is your pathway, then you need to build <clears throat> on your uh, strengths and increase that. You'll get the most return out of um, finding ways to use this pathway and grow spiritually. And some of the ways you can do that <clears throat> is to uh, immerse yourself in tasks that demand your best. In other words, don't settle for doing stuff that's easy. Find stuff that challenges you. And so even if this, if this is the type of person you are, there's a temptation of, you know, shoot, I'm doing more than most people anyway, and I can kind of slack off and, and take it easy. But when you do that, that ends up leading to uh, a, 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 a slowing down or a plateauing of spiritual growth. And you need to constantly be challenging yourself, looking for um, uh, opportunities to do something beyond what is normal or what is uh, what you've done in the past. What's your next grand task that you're going to accomplish? Another thing that you can do is find other people with this with similar pathway that you can uh, team up with to accomplish big goals, all right, <clears throat> and talk about uh, with them, uh, dream big and 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 do more. Your greatest uh, ambition or vision for the kingdom of God is probably too small, all right. Uh, really, come on. We serve the God that created the universe by merely speaking it into existence. So um, uh, find people that you can dream 
with and talk with and work with to do stuff that is huge. And, and you know what? If you do that, you'll end up accomplishing. You may, maybe not the biggest the dream, but you'll move toward that, right? Uh, we can make a difference in the world. You can make a difference in the world. You need to feed that. You need to stay active or risk frustration and stagnation. Uh, so build on your strength by uh, getting involved in new activities and developing new ministries. Also read about, and you know what? In our day and age, you can go meet other world changers. Uh, go to conferences where uh, people like Heidi Baker, Heidi and Rollin Baker, who are uh, leading literally uh, hundreds of thousands of, of people in Africa. They've seen hundreds and hundreds of people in their ministry who have died and simply through prayer have come back to life. They uh, minister to tens of thousands of orphans and they've planted, um, you know, they tell people they have 10,000 churches and the reason they say 10,000, Westerners always want to know the number. In Africa, they don't bother counting, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they, they estimate there's at least 10,000 churches that they've started. And so, you know, when you, when you talk to, when you meet them and talk to them, um, it, it just, it, it, you go, wow, they're just regular people. You know, I had lunch with Heidi Baker a few years ago, and we sat at our own table and ate sandwiches. She's just a regular person. But she has, you know, this world-changing mindset. And when you talk to other people like that, it, you walk away going, if, well, she can do it. Rollin can do it. You know, I can do something bigger. Uh, <clears throat> and so it feeds your spirit. Uh, do something you've never done. Maybe it's a mission trip. Lead a team. Get out of the box. Start a new ministry and get it growing. So it's one thing, uh, and this is maybe a, a bit of a caution, but uh, I just uh, I wanna, want you to build on your strength. It's one thing to dream big dreams. It's another thing to do them. <laughs> Anybody give me an amen on that? Amen. All right. So a lot of people sit around thinking they're going to change the world, but they never bother, you know, changing, I don't know, <laughs> doing something, actually doing something, you know. Make, you know, start by implementing. And so if you want to do something big, do something and make it work. And if it doesn't work, try it again and, and ta- find someone to help. Uh, uh, if you want to start a prayer movement, start meeting with people to pray if you want to start a worship movement start you know gathering people together for worship if you want to reach kalamazoo county you know i've been thinking how can we get a presentation of the gospel to every home in kalamazoo county how can we do that you know how many households are there in kalamazoo county i think there's like 80 or ninety thousand. i can't remember it's been years since i looked it up i'm like you know what? Somehow we could probably go organize the churches and the Christians in the city through all the resources we have and find a meaningful presentation of the gospel message and deliver it to every household in our whole county. I don't think that's undoable. Okay? It just takes someone willing to do it. So how would you do that? You'd start by trying to do it within one maybe city block. <laughs> Let's do it in the Vine neighborhood. You know? We're already mapping that out and doing prayer walking down there. So those are the kind of things. You actually need to do something. Find a problem in your community 
and make it your own by committing yourself to solve it. So it's not only in the church, but it's in the community. Find something, and sometimes this is, you know, in the church, people, uh, I don't know what I can offer, but boy, you know what? <clears throat> we got a problem in this part of town. I'm going to solve it. I am going to commit my resources, my energy, my time, and, and uh, 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 intellect, and my money and stuff, and solve this problem. Uh, and so there's a great ministry in, in Kalamazoo. It's, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but like they opened a restaurant down on and and the Edison neighborhood uh, to provide jobs and job training, and they're making a difference. There's a school down there that's a free school for low-income uh, kids. They're making a difference, so they're doing great things. Um, um, apply your passion both in the church and out of the church. Some cautions for people of the activists. Um, pathway is don't judge others because they're less active than you are. All right, so don't be judgmental if someone just spends hours and hours praying and you're out doing all the work. <laughs> Your work probably wouldn't be as effective if it wasn't for their prayers. All right, the kingdom of God moves forward, advances on its knees. Don't run over or use people just to obtain your big vision. And that's a huge thing, because that's people with this pathway, because that's how they get energized. think everyone else should get energized this way, but often they end up using people or running over them. You need to constantly evaluate your motives and your personal, spiritual, and emotional state as you pursue your big goals. In other words, uh, some people can start out doing something big for God, but then it ends up they're doing something big for themselves. Because their names attach, or their reputations attach, or every time they walk on the stage, people clap their hands, and pretty soon there's this little entanglement. And you want to be real careful and keep that in check, uh, uh, because all of a sudden a good thing can become a very bad thing. <clears throat> Don't confuse doing with being, right? We're human. We are human beings, not human doings. And so uh, it's being, it's understanding that our identity is based in the love of the Father, being a son or a daughter, <clears throat> and ultimately Christ has done all that needs to be done to save the world, and we are just following him. And so keeping that in, a, in the right <clears throat> uh, perspective. But you also need to be careful because boredom can lead you to sin. And I've seen this in people's uh, lives that they actually uh, give in to temptation simply because of the risk factor. I'm like, wow, if you want risk in your life, do something risky for God. All right? Go to a Muslim nation uh, and preach the gospel. Go somewhere dangerous or, or do something extravagant uh, because you need that challenge and, 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 and boredom can lead to sin. Uh, don't overestimate your importance or your goals in the bigger picture of the kingdom. So uh, again, sometimes as we are driven by faith and we have this activist pathway, we can start overestimating how important our job is and realize, you know, God is doing stuff on a, on a grand scale and he uses every person in the kingdom to accomplish his purpose. Uh, some ways to stretch, spend time in solitude and silence. All right, so maybe this isn't uh, the most comfortable way for you to grow, but you need to, to know how to do that <clears throat> uh, and uh, cultivate a reflective discipline uh, like journaling where you have to sit down and do something tedious <laughs> and write it out 
or at least dive it out. Uh, being reflective uh, in your relationship with God. Find the value in the routine and uh, doing things consistently. Commit to some things long term. Activist people like to start new things and then go on to the next thing. <laughs> you know, and so and a lot of things get left undone, and a lot of people get hurt because of disappointment or um, uh, failed expectations. And so, commit to some things long term. Stay humble. Do things that nobody sees. All right, so that it's not about you getting attention. Uh, you're there to serve, and then develop some friendships, uh, some mentors that uh, can ensure God is working in you and not just through you. Because God really is more concerned. You're, you're, the outcome of your ministry is going to be directly proportionate to uh, what's going on in your spirit, how healthy you are, how connected you are with God, and not just the stuff that you do. And of course, uh, develop your other pathways and build on uh, these other ways to grow so that you can be mature. All right, want to get to this next one, uh, the contemplative pathway. Just out of curiosity, who scored high in this area? Maybe you're starting your top one. Like just one, two, three, four. Where's your hand? <coughs> cool. You were low? Last one? Yeah. Very low. All the, all the teenagers say that. Well, they're not contemplative. <laughs> it does change in life. Uh, <coughs> so you love uninterrupted time alone, and you carefully guard your time. So the big word there is uninterrupted. You require time for solitude and stillness. And if you don't have that, you can't hear God. Okay? Uh, and you can't grow spiritually. In fact, bad things happen in your spirit if you don't spend time alone, if you don't spend time without distraction. Uh, <coughs> relationships and activities actually may drain you. And so where other people really get fed from relationships, uh, relationships, even good relationships, you leave the encounter feeling like drained and you need, you know, uh, you spend 15 minutes talking to someone, you need two hours to recuperate. <laughs> you know, it, it, the percentage is always different. Uh, you have an enormous capacity, uh, most people with this pathway, an enormous capacity for prayer and private worship. And so... You know, you just love being alone with God and having a dialogue and worshiping the Lord, uh, talking to the Lord, maybe taking walks alone uh, uh, or spending time at your home just with no one else there, talking to Jesus. Uh, God's presence is most real when distractions are removed. Where other people need those distractions to find God's presence. You just, you, when there's distractions, a lot of stuff going on, you can't find God. And you just get nervous, and, and you need to pull back um, and uh, press into uh, uh, God in your way. <clears throat> and that's okay. Um, ten, you tend to be much more spiritually sensitive to other people. In other words, you can walk in the room, and you can sense if there's something weird going on in the spirit. Or if you're talking to someone, you can pick up on... You know, that's, that's called the gift of discernment. Uh, because you're uh, spiritually sensitive and you're spending a lot of time alone with God, you kind of tune into spiritual influences uh, much more quickly or much more accurately than other people. Uh, you often have a rich inner world, 
um, and are often very creative, but not outwardly expressive. And this is one of the things that um, uh, you, you often um, feel as though you're not understood, and you often are misunderstood because people think that you're passive and not um, creative or intellectual or very deep, when in re reality you are all of those things, but you just don't express it much because you've got so much going on inside. Does that make sense? <clears throat> you know, you, got, you, have your, you think deeply and you have a creative, rich inner world and all this stuff going on, but you come across as though you're just sitting there because <laughs> you're so busy on the inside. Um, <clears throat> uh, so uh, some examples. Uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, this has to do with the, the author of uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. It says, keep this in mind. The teacher was considered wise, and he taught the people everything he knew. This is the part that describes him. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying them. And so someone who just studies and gives a lot of time to putting things in order and studying things out, and this could apply to the intellectual pathway, but I, I just think that, you know, just the amount of time to ponder over all of these ideas it probably, probably was uh, a big, uh, high contemplative uh, as well. And then he went to, uh, the teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. Uh, this one is a little more accurate, I think. Luke chapter 2, describing Mary, the mother of Jesus, says, Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. So he's just someone who thinks deeply and um, ponders things for a long time. And uh, certain uh, more modern examples would be people like Andrew Murray, who wrote many books on prayer and contemplative prayer. Uh, Tozer, Henry Nguyen, who also... Uh, uh, was, is really is or was, I think he just recently passed away, um, a big influence in the area of contemplative prayer. Um, <clears throat> so if this is your pathway, if this is how you connect and grow spiritually, then you need to build on your strength. And one of the biggest things that you need to hear is you have permission to be you, okay? Because often people who have this pathway, they feel like they're not doing enough. Uh, because they see other people that are much more active or other people's um, expressions of faith and how they connect with God are more visible and more on the stage where you don't want to be anywhere near the stage. You want to be alone, right? And you need to realize you have permission uh, to spend that time to connect with God. You need it, all right? You need regular, uh, protected, intense times of solitude and stillness. Now, for the activists, saying intense times of solitude doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right? <clears throat> uh, but for, for someone who, whose pathway is the contemplative, it makes a lot of sense because uh, you can be alone and there can be a lot going on. It's intense. You need to get to the place where you can have... You, you have time for that, and you have permission, and you need to build on that strength. Schedule time to be alone. And, um, <clears throat> you know, if, if you don't keep a calendar, I don't know how anyone could live in this day without keeping a calendar. And most people have a calendar. They put appointments, or work, <clears throat> you know, things that they have to do with their kids. la dee -de da they schedule a doctor's appointment. Why not schedule time to be alone with God? 
it wasn't long ago, I was talking to someone, and um, they were, I was having a, a, counsel, a ministry appointment with them, and I said, you know, you need to spend more time in, God, in the Word and seeking God personally, and they well, I just don't have time, and I said, you know what, you had time today to spend an hour with me, how did that happen? They set up an appointment, right? And they put it in their calendar. And they spent probably an hour and a half in the room with me. I'm like, do the same thing, but be in a room with God. And you know, if, if you learn how to do that, you can actually do that. Uh-huh. Put it on the calendar, schedule it. You don't schedule anything else. Something else comes up. Sorry, I already got something on my schedule then. All right. And that, that something is spending time alone with God. That's a good way to do it. Develop healthy, and if this is not your pathway, and you need to stretch into this area, this is how you do it, guys. (laughs) All right? Develop healthy spiritual disciplines like fasting, extended prayer retreats, and journaling. So every year I do at least one extended fast and several shorter fasts where I I, uh, will eat nothing but diluted juice. And uh, before I go to bed, I usually eat a piece of toast or something. Um, I have a whole talk on it called grace-based fasting, um, but it's a regular thing that I do. Uh, I, I pull back because I need to develop that. Uh, extended prayer retreats, journaling, those different spiritual disciplines will enable you to grow. Be faithful to follow the intuitions and leadings that come in your time alone with God. In other words, when you hear God or you get input while you're alone with God, follow up on those. Uh, those are Uh, really vital ways for you to grow spiritually. And maybe God's going to drop something into your heart or mind during those times that's for you or for for the church community or maybe even for the community, community, uh, for the world that can make a change. Uh, And that's how you tap into that. And then act on what you hear. So you hear God tell you something, you need to do this, and you need to stop doing this, or you need to encourage so-and-so, or you need to pray for so-and-so uh, because uh, something's going on in their life, pray for that person or go encourage that person. Uh, and you don't need to tell them, oh, I was seeking God, praying, and, and God put you on my heart, and so I just want to encourage you, brother. I mean, you can do that, but that might freak them out. <laughs> you can just walk up to them and say, man, you know, I, I was just thinking about you the other day, and I think you're an amazing person. I'm so glad that you're in my life. Every time I see you, you just make me smile. Say something, you know, positive about them. All right? Uh, Consider writing or adding some structured or intentional direction to your meditation. And so uh, writing or some form of formal uh, uh, intentional uh, uh, ality brought into your time of communion with God can help that time be more uh, productive, particularly resources like the Book of Common Prayer, which, believe it or not, you just heard me mention that in a non-denominational evangelical charismatic church. <laughs> so that the Book of Common Prayer and others like it uh, are, go back uh, well over a thousand years, and many Christians have used this where it's, they give you daily, uh, there's a hundred different versions of it where there's a Bible verse and a prayer and a theme, and the whole year is mapped out. Um, that will lead you through uh, that personal time of, of, uh, with God in a, a little more, uh, a lot more structure. You can pick how much of the structure you want. You can even get it on your, uh, on your smartphone. <laughs> it's pretty cool. All right, some cautions for you. Don't avoid the demands of the real world because they don't live up, uh, because the real world doesn't live up to your ideals. Okay? 
And this is the problem. You, because you have that rich inner life and you connect with God uh, personally, when you walk out into the world, it's like, ah, all that stuff gets ripped away from you. And you need to not uh, retreat and avoid the real world uh, because you get disappointed in, in interactions with, with real people. Don't retreat into your inner world when people disappoint you or for other unhealthy reasons. All right, so there's a healthy time and place for, the, for being alone, but it can be unhealthy if you're avoiding uh, uh, relationships or responsibilities that you need to attend to. Does that make sense? All right. Uh, resist the temptation to consider your private devotional time as less important than public ministry by others. And that's that pathway guilt and envy I talked about in the first uh, uh, part session of this uh, this talk that you know part, uh, pathway guilt is that oh what I the way I connect is not as spiritual actually most people probably think you're the most spiritual person in the room <laughs> right but you can feel like you're not spiritual because you're not up preaching you're not leading worship you're not doing some a great activity uh, there is an absolute need for people like you to press forward in the quiet place, in the private place, to bring the kingdom forward. Don't judge others um, who are less spiritually sensitive or less contemplative than you. So you'll pick up on some spiritual thing going on, and you'll mention it to someone else, and they're like, huh? What, what do you mean you discern that there was some judgmentalism? In what are you talking about? You know, you felt pride in the room what are you talking about <laughs> you know uh listen you people can you can i can walk in a room and i can sense things i can it's it's spooky weird uh you can pick up if you tr if you learn how to how to 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 and if you have the gift of discernment you can actually feel oh there's spiritual influences in the room and so uh and, but other people, they just don't feel that. And it's not that they're wrong or unspiritual. It's just that's not their gift. And you can't be judgmental of that. Don't allow your private world to become an idol. Keep it grounded on biblical truth, okay, and submitted to pastoral oversight, all right? So you can get this. Let me say this in a, I don't know if I can say this in a nice way. <laughs> but you can get wacky, all right, real quick. Because you're on your, in your own little world, right, and it's disconnected. You need to keep it connected and not get wacky. How? By grounding it in God's Word. So you feel this or that, or you think this or that, or this or that happened to you in, while you were in prayer. How does that line up with God's Word? Where, where can you find, you know, the basis for that as being a biblical experience or you experience something how do you respond to that experience in a biblical way and then you have good uh, pastoral oversight so there's lead, spiritual leaders in your life that you can submit those things okay some ways for you to stretch I'm almost done here uh, commit to serve in practical ways oh but I connect with God when I'm alone in prayer great do kids ministry <clears throat> all right so, so for that, that 45 minutes every Sunday, you're serving, and then you go spend six hours alone with God, all right? <laughs> all afternoon, right? <laughs> Praying for the next time you have to do kids' ministry. All right. 
Stay relationally connected, even when those relationships become challenging. All right? So you stay re- be committed to the relationship, and, and then you get offended or they don't understand you, that's part of growing deeper in relationship. Overcome that. Connect with people who have the activist pathway so that you can pray for them and that you can be involved in big things even though your pathway is not that. You're connected with them, supplying them with uh, your prayers and your uh, intercession that they may not have uh, time for. Uh, Commit to public worship. Find God in others. All right? Find God in others. Real important. We understand that um, we are the body of Christ and so God is reflected is is revealed through us to others and we find him in others and others need to find uh god through us deepen your devotions uh through study in other words uh dig into the word get a little more of the intellectual pathway going so that you have more meat to chew on um and then teach and mentor other people. Get relational. Help other people learn how to go deeper in the spiritual disciplines that you've uh, developed and that you've come to love. So next week we're going to be talking about the serving and the creation pathway. Uh, and as I've said before, you can find out more in the book Sacred Pathways. We're going to wrap up. Um, before we dismiss, we have a video about the life group offerings that we want to show. So if you guys are ready with that, why don't we play that real quick? And then I'll dismiss. But I just, this first.